humanities and social sciences. Yes, welcome to another episode of Oh, the Humanities and the Social Sciences, the hashtag hashtag podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Kaya Brooks, who is going to be talking about an exciting geography um, teaching and learning strategy called Zombie Geography. I'm joined by um, Kaya Brooks for this episode of the podcast. Hi, Kaya. Hi, how are you going? Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us. That's okay. Now, I'm, I'm really, really excited um, to have you on this. I had the, the great pleasure of, um, of sitting in on your, um, your conference presentation at the Australian Geography Teachers Association uh, of New South Wales um, conference, um, and I'm really excited to, be, uh, to have you here to talk about zombie geography. Yeah, yeah, it's a great program. Um, definitely great for kids to engage them in um, applying geography and geography skills to the everyday world in a really interesting way. Fantastic. Before we do, um, just quick, um, quick intro on your behalf. Who exactly are you? What do you do in Hass? Ah, so I am two IC at Elizabeth MacArthur High School. Um, my role is I coordinate Stage Six Geography, Stage Five Geography, and Stage Six Society and Culture. Uh, when I came to the school, there was no senior geography, um, but we've pulled it up to two full classes and we've maintained that since I've been there. Um, there's definitely a strong surge of engagement in the school for geography um, and social sciences, really. Um, and yeah, my role is just to promote those social sciences aspect in my school. So Perfect. And look, um, I'm, I'm, I've noted that you said that you're, um, you're coordinating uh, subjects as opposed to faculty or um, how, how does it work there? Because I know that a lot of um, coordinators either do the whole of HISI or it's even split between history and geography. So do you have coordinators for different subjects, do you? Or Yeah, so we just um, coordinate a stage for each subject um, and I just take on society and culture and geography. We've got someone else for business studies and um, someone else for all those different social science components. We just split um, our history and social sciences units because we just had too many social science um numbers really too many classes so we had to split wow and do you get a time allowance does everyone get a time allowance as a, as a coordinator is that just something that's built into your load like originally or yeah it's just something that's that's an expectation within the school okay and then do you have an overall like hizzy coordinator as well or something or um we have a head teacher but um most of the time we just really work as a team it's a good environment like that. oh great i've just i've just never sort of heard of it um being split up like that before at, at a school that's great yeah, no, it is good. It's really good. Okay, let's get – this is really exciting. I'm not going to lie. Um, when I mentioned that I was going to be recording this podcast on zombie geography to my wife, she um, she got extremely upset with me because at least once or twice a week without, <laughs> uh, without failure, she will have a chat to me. But she loves zombies, you know, loves Walking Dead, loves all that sort of stuff. Um, at oh. least once or twice a week she'll come to me and say, if there was a zombie apocalypse – what would you do? Where would you go? How would you defend yourself? Where would you pick to sort of go and, and try and survive? And I just look at her and be like, you know what? It's late or it's early morning or, you know, I'm having something to eat. I'm like, I don't really want to talk about this. I don't really care. And when I said, oh, I'm going to have someone on to talk about zombie geography and it's going to be about geography and I was getting really excited. She just looked at me and said, you know what? You, you can't be excited because it's not fair that when I talk to you about it, you know, you don't want to hear about it. But then as soon as the geography is involved, you start getting all giddy and fangirly about it. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's funny. <laughs> um, so zombie geography, firstly, what is it? 
Well, um, zombie geography was, I found within my classes, um, kids got bored of the rote learning, constantly just applying, like, you know, doing skills worksheet after worksheet and just practicing the skills themselves. And I realized kids weren't actually applying them to anything they were interested in. So I read a post somewhere, I think it was one of the Facebook groups, someone had mentioned, oh, I've heard something about zombie geography. So I looked into it, but a lot of the programs were really expensive. Um, but I really liked the concept. So I decided to develop my own program um, based on the idea. And the whole concept is, you know, if there was a zombie apocalypse, everyone would need geography to survive. Um, so it's about applying skills and applying understanding of the environment to survive a zombie apocalypse. And it's just a new way of um, introducing skills to students uh, in a way that really engages them and makes them apply skills rather than rote learn them. Um, it's been really good. Um, so how would you actually apply this in a geography um uh, in a geography class. Now, I, I spoke to my, um, I came back from the from the geography conference so excited and full of ideas and spoke to my easy coordinator and said, this is amazing. Um, and she said, how do they, well, how do you link it to um, uh, to um, to the content? You know, like you don't, you don't want um, te- you know, parents calling up or whatever going, you know, but are you actually teaching my child? Or are you just sort of having fun and playing games in class? So how do you, how do you implement this in an actual classroom? Um, good question. So we, it, it can be done a multitude of ways. Um, we did it last year. We had an arts teacher because we had too many classes and not enough teachers to supply. An arts teacher was taking one period of geography a, a fortnight. And so they started implementing it then as a way of getting kids to learn and apply the skills um, without having too much pressure on them for trying to go back and forth with the teachers and learn content. Um, but I have applied it in the past to actual topics. So when we learn about, for example, landscapes and landforms um, and students are learning about topographic maps, we then say, okay, well, let's let's put this in a fun light. If there was a zombie apocalypse, how could you use this topography to protect you from zombies? You know, um, where what, what are the sight lines that you can see between these landscapes? You know, how do these landforms form? And would that be different if humans weren't around because, you know, there was a zombie apocalypse? So you even just teaching students general content and then using this as a way of getting them to engage with the content in a different way, they're still learning everything they need to learn. It's just um, providing a different angle to teach some things to, um, which has been really good. So you can integrate it into actual programs and just kind of create it like a last the last week of school, um, apply everything they've learned in the context of a zombie apocalypse, or you can do it as a regular once a fortnight lesson. And, and just personally, where would you go in a, in a zombie apocalypse? Personally, um, I'd probably try and head up the coast, up a bit north, uh, away from the cities, <laughs> um, but somewhere where we can access fresh water and some sort of uh, habitats for animals so that we can survive. <laughs> See, my wife always recommends going to the Wagga Wagga uh, Army Base for some reason or the Air Force Base there. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. I'd be worried of all the uh, zombies walking around there with uh I suppose it'd be quite interesting to see how many people would actually go there. Mm. Um, okay, so how, how have the students reacted to this? Really positively. Um, the students find, I find even my really naughty kids that sit up the back of the class and are too cool for school get very engaged in the discussions and the activities associated with zombie geography because they see its application. Even though we all know zombie apocalypse isn't likely to happen, they they think it's a fun way of applying the information um, themselves. And, you know, we have discussions about like, you know, airport bases and army bases and the kids all, they get up in each other. They're like, that wouldn't work because you'd have all these issues and that wouldn't work because everyone would be going there and you'd have traffic on the way here. And, um, and I've just found 
it's promoted engagement a lot and they haven't noticed that I've slipped other skills within the lessons as well, you know, like peel paragraph lessons and literacy lessons and numeracy lessons. And they've just been going along with it because they get caught up in the, the whole idea of the zombie thing and they're learning skills along the way that they didn't even realize they were learning. So it's been really, really good. Um, positive from the kids and a lot of improvements to their whole learning really. Now, now you mentioned that there was an art teacher that sort of um, got brought in to teach geography um, uh, because there wasn't enough staff, I think you said there was, or, or something along those lines? Yes, yep, yep. So, we have too many senior classes, yep. Yeah. What What other – so um, um, this is something you can really sort of integrate with a lot of other subjects. Outside of art, have you sort of played around with um, doing any, any other cross-KLA um, work with any other um, any other subjects in the school? Yes. Science actually was really interested in the concept of um, – integrating like, well, you know, geography, applying the whole nature and environment around you, and then science of what's actually happening in the idea of a zombie apocalypse and, um, you know, the impact that it'll have scientifically. So they've actually applied it in their programs a few times. Um, And there's actually a web link that I've attached to one of the PowerPoints that you're welcome to have access to that talks about the science of the zombie brain. Um, And the kids, yeah, the kids really link it there together. It's a real nice way to, to, you know, lapse in all kinds of... um, uh, topics and and courses. Um, have you had any um, any any response from either um, other you know other teachers in the school or from any of the leaders in the school or from parents about any of this sort of stuff you're doing here with zombie geography? Has anyone sort of walk around the staff room going, "Oh, it's a bit too it's a bit too gory and vulgar to be you know teaching kids this sort of stuff"? And any any of that sort of um, communication? No, I've, um, it's all been positive. All leaders that I've come across, um, have actually commended me for the program. Um, they see how engaged the kids have become and how much the kids are improving as a result of the program. Um, I think some people, um, particularly at the conference mentioned, you know, if they work at a religious school or something, they're worried about the backlash from the community. Um, my my suggestion there would just be to say, you know, that you're not you're not saying that this is a reality. You're not saying this is something that's going to happen. It's just a fun way of playing with the information. And I think most people would understand that that's just naturally a way to engage students. Um, and as long as you explain that it's about applying skills rather than rote learning skills, that it's actually going to benefit the students in the long run. Because I think we don't do enough of that in class, applying the skills themselves. Kids get too caught up in practicing and rote learning and worksheets. Um, and this is just a new way of extending that understanding. Yeah, and look, so if, if, any, if anyone wants to get involved in doing this, what, what are some of the best ways they can get into, you know, um, obviously you can't go into your, your, your class day one of any term or, or any sort of week and just say let's all start focusing on a, on a zombie apocalypse. Um, how, would you, how, how can people start to get involved in this? Are there any great resources around that you recommend that I can put a link in to the um to the info here or um any anything that can sort of start off with slowly rather than just jumping straight in absolutely um i've got a series of um lessons that i've created and and drafted and powerpoints that go along with those and links that go along with those that i have made access um, and made available to anyone i'm more than happy for you to share that with who you'd like um my Although what I'd really like people to get is that you can actually apply it in any context. So just have a think about whatever it is you're teaching kids at that point in time. You could somehow apply zombie apocalypse to the to the content that you're teaching them and then have kids just, just play around and critically discuss, um, you know, just even providing a higher order question associated with the content and, and, and having kids discuss it in the context of a zombie apocalypse. Just, just 
trialing it and seeing if kids are engaged. And if they are, then seeing what kind of skills you can integrate into a lesson like that. Um, Flowline maps or um, topographic maps or um, any of those kinds of skills work really, really well. Um, have you ever tried uh, integrating anything other than zombies? Have you, have you tried any other sort of cool little um, little hooks to get the kids involved before? Is this your first sort of um, your first sort of foray into um, into into this style of teaching? It's definitely my first foray, but um, interestingly, kids always end up linking it to viruses that have gone around. So you know, the whole discussion of Ebola has come out, and we've gone off topic and looked at the spread of Ebola and um, the impact that that had on particular communities and the differences that it had within different countries. Um, so there, there is definitely room for expanding and playing around with other ideas. I just myself have stuck to the zombie geography for now, and I'm just refining what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, definitely room for applying it elsewhere. Um, where, where, where do the students normally sort of pick as their as their uh, safe place? So do you normally get a big variation? I know because I remember at the conference you mentioned that you do try to structure it a little bit um, so they don't go too far, you know, afield. Um, but what, yep. what kind of um, what kind of uh, you know discussion is getting is getting thrown around in that classroom? Um, it's very varied actually. And kids get really, really critical and engaged with each other's topics and ideas. Um, often kids always come up with the idea of a cruise ship, but then, uh, other students all discuss, you know, well, there'll be too many people on there. You'll run out of resources. You'll be in the middle of the ocean. How are you going to drive the boat? You know, what about pirates? Other kids will say, oh, I'd go to an army base. And then some kids are like, yeah, but, you know, that's probably the highly protected area. A lot of people will be going there. Maybe the army won't let you in. And, um, yeah, a lot of discussion occurs around it and it's a lot of critical thinking. I think the best thing is I start my very first lesson of doing it. I always start with getting kids to compare Poland and Iceland and they find statistics about each country and decide which one of those they'd rather be in. And the best thing is it's completely removed from Australia, so it's getting kids to learn about elsewhere. They're looking at statistics and they're using them in their arguments. Um, and it's just a good way for them to first get off the idea of where they would rather be and why and what resources they're going to require and the kind of things they'll need to survive. And then from there, they start refining their ideas in Australia um, and they come up with, you know, where would they like to be in Australia? Would they like to be coastal? How will they access fresh water? What kind of resources are they required to get? Um, how would they get there? Um, so I think giving them a, a scaffold of where, if you had to choose out of these two places, where would you go? And then letting them play with the ideas from there is a good way of making sure they don't get too off topic. Um, but even still within the classes, yes, they definitely come up with different ideas and they definitely discuss them and it gets really critical and it's really interesting discussions that occur, but it's all geographical, which is what makes it so good. Um, so so why, why Poland and Iceland? Do you just sort of pull them out at random or did you sort of do some pre, uh, pre-research in this and say these are probably the two best for them to compare because there is a big difference between them for the criteria you're looking at or is it just a random selection? Or It started out as a random selection, Um but I found that over time, that's the best, the best discussions come out of Poland and Iceland because they are so different, but they're in a similar, um, because they're still, in a, you know, for the kids anyway, they see it as reasonably similar location. So um, it's just very interesting to see those discussions play out. Whereas if I chose completely polar areas, I think it would be harder to get a lot of that rich discussion going. Um, yeah, it, it, they're just really good locations that started at random, but I highly recommend them as a, as a first off. So look, this is um, this is a great um, a great um, uh, learning 
um, tool here. And it's fantastic that kids are getting involved, um, particularly for geography, which let's let's be honest, is never in their top 10 um, favourite subjects at school. No, no. It's normally <laughs> PE, um, you know, TAS, you know, because they've got woodwork and food tech and that sort of stuff and um, science because they get to set fire to stuff maybe a couple of times a year or whatever. And then, you know, history because they get to look at all the, you know, look at the war and look at all this sort of other cool stuff, you know, the ancient Romans or whatever. And then geography is normally down the bottom because they say, oh, it's all just rocks and colouring and maps and, yeah. and whatever. Absolutely. And I don't think it's as valued as it should be because kids don't see its relevance. Um, and this helps them. This helps them understand how relevant geography is um, because every single lesson, you know, at the end of it, you say, you know, look how related this was to geography. Look at these things that we've discussed. This is all geography. And kids really get that the value it plays in their lives. Yeah. Well, one, whether if there's a zombie outbreak, you know, then who will be laughing, eh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Us geographers will be right <laughs> we'll up know there. exactly where to go and, and how to survive. Absolutely. <laughs> um, well, look, it's been fantastic chatting to you about this um, about this great technique. Um, do you have any final words before we sign off? Uh, no, just give it a go. It can be applied to any lesson in any and any skill. Um, just ev- even in, in those last weeks of the term where the kids start to get disengaged, this might be a little bit of a, a hook to get them um, discussing in class and to keep them on track. So feel free to use any of my resources and please share any that you create. That way we can keep this going and, and promote geography um, together. Perfect. Well, Kaya, thank you very, very much for your time. You're welcome. Hopefully uh, chat to you soon again for the podcast. Absolutely. That'd be great. Thank you for listening. To continue the conversation, find us on Twitter at hashtag HouseChat. This podcast is part of the Australian Educators Online Network. AEON.net.au